Today, Claudia and I talk about what it's like to be a say-it-like-it-is girl and being the best version of yourself and getting out of the people-pleasing patterns and everything in between. Enjoy. Thanks for listening. Are you so you're working from home today? Yesterday you were in the office. Yep, exactly. And is it nice in Denver right now? Um, it was really nice. And then this week it's gotten to be a bit colder again. So we're gonna get snow tomorrow. And then hopefully next week we're back to kind of springtime, 70 degree sunshine, Denver, Colorado. <laughs> How about you? How about me? It's like a gray day here. Um, but Overall, the weather, I think, has been really nice. And I say that because I've spent a lot of time in Palm Beach this summer to this winter as well. Um, That's fair. But do you do you ski? I do. I snowboard. So I go like I try to go almost every weekend. So it's a lot of fun. I've got a good group of friends. We always go up um, to various different mountains. But I got both passes this year. So the world is kind of my oyster out here. And then do you like operate board like our operate ski? Like, do you? Oh yeah. Is that like a super fun scene? Tell me what that's like. It's so fun, especially in the spring, they call it like beach days. So you get done with, you know, your spring skiing, you're in basically a t-shirt and then you're at the bottom of the mountain and there's usually live music or like a DJ playing and you're just having a blast. So it's a lot of fun over the weekends and we'll try to do, you know, like overnight um, weekend stays at like Airbnbs if we can, uh, but it's that's a great so nice. out here. Okay, hold on, speaker gallery. There it is. There we go. I'm split screen. Perfect. All right, now I can see you and me at the same time because sometimes oh, perfect. Sometimes I do things like with my hair that when I go to editing, I'm like, what, what was I doing? What was I? What was I thinking? I, I don't even know. Like I don't know. I had really I had hair like long like yours, even yeah. Longer, and my hairdresser was like, okay. I think we just need to go for it. And I was like, okay. And I'm like, when you, when you're saying go for it, I'm thinking, go for it. Like, give me like a yeah. nice drop, like Bob or something. He's like, okay, we're not going to really go for it. We're gonna... So I have this like in the middle going for it. And I'm like, it's like, yeah. it's like a little, I don't know. So anyway, <laughs> I like, I actually donated my hair last year and chopped it like all the way up to here. And oh my gosh, I hated my round head for a while. It was like I this have a round head. Sure. Oh, I do. I do have a round head. I've accepted it. But <laughs> I chopped it like up to here and it's fine. Like it's grown back so fast. It's only been like a year and a couple of months, which is crazy. Um, but around your mid length, I started liking it again. But up here, yeah, I was it's like right here. I don't know. I'm contemplating, you know, because summer's coming up here. So I, you know, do throw it up a lot in the summer, but we'll see. Dude, yeah. Really <laughs> so what should we talk about today? Like I went back and I reread your email that you had sent me about a month ago. And we've had obviously exchanges since then. And I was so fascinated by, first of all, your awesome willingness to just say it like it is. Okay. Like being a say it like it is girl is underrated. Okay. <laughs> Appreciate it's good. It's good to say it like it is because yeah. it's how you're feeling, right? Mm -hmm. Gets you and, in trouble sometimes, but I agree. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it gets you, listen, it's not everybody's flavor, 
<laughs> right. But that's okay. There's lots of flavors. Uh, that that saying like you, it, I guess the, what I've learned as I've gotten older is the way I say it and maybe my tone, which I'm not still good at or great at, is changed. I, I, um, I actually was on a, a business exchange yesterday with my marketing company that I've hired and I was not happy about one level of communication. And I, you know, it's like I digress back into my own 22-year-old self, which I know you're not 22, you're a little older, but I was just like, yeah, yeah, that's just not okay. And I and I could see myself on screen. I think that that's what Zoom has all taught us. And I was like, wow, I just look really bitchy. I was like, that's not good. That's not good. And I was like, oh. <laughs> you're like that's not how I wanted to come off at all. That's not. I mean, the information is good, but my delivery just sucked. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, so I found that you can still be a say it like it is girl, yeah, woman. But I find that the people that I admire most, they they say they say it like it is, but they have this finesse about it where you're just like, oh, well, did that really just happen? Oh, did they <laughs> did they tell me? <laughs> don't like my shirt. Like I don't. Have no I know what you mean and, and that's how I am too I try to be pretty direct with you know friends and different things that I'm feeling or advice and everything like that because that's how I interpret everything that's how I'd want to be told and same with work I try to you know I'm like what what can I be doing what do you need from me and so just trying to really get to the bottom of it and be like a solution oriented person and help with that but sometimes it's better just to listen so it's a good balance it's a good balance. And I, I feel like we're so similar that way. And I definitely like vibe with you that way where, and we talk about, you know, one day we'll have brunch together, you know, yes. <laughs> and it'll be just so epically fun because we'll be like, no, 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 but wait, wait, no, 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 but wait, 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 wait. Exactly. And the mimosas will be flowing. I can't wait. <laughs> so it's interesting though, in the first part of your email, you really open up about where am I supposed to be? I am where I am. And where am I supposed to be? Should I be doing something else? Like you, it, it, it not only sounds like, but it is that you are doing, you know, really well. Like you check all of those boxes, right? Like the career, you love where you live, you have a great social life. And you're like, should I be doing something else? Like, is this yeah. almost like, so it's, it, it's really interesting because my very simple, clear, and I think I said this to you yesterday too, was you are where you're supposed to be because it's where you are. Okay. So we are always kind of thinking of the past and thinking of the future. But what does that do, Claudia? It takes us out of the present moment. Right. Okay. And yeah. you are where you are. So that is indeed where you're supposed to be because that's where you are. It's true. I mean, it's almost like Dr. Seussage, but it's like you are where you are and you're going. But like we're, and, and I say that as a person who is a planner, who is, you know, I consider type A. I do things that I say I'm going to do. I always show up. You have all of those same things, right? Those same yeah. things. So you're always wondering, is this where I'm supposed to be? So the answer to your question is yes. This is where you're supposed to be because it's where you are. Okay? Yeah. 
And so that's what, like you, you accept that and that's where you are. And from there, you can figure out the next steps. And let me just be a real, like, say it like it is, girl. You think yes. everybody's got it figured out. You think people older than you have it figured out. You think everybody's got it all figured out. I'm here to tell you that no one has it all figured out, okay? They just portray that image. And a lot of times on social media, right, we only see yeah. the highlight. Right. So, so you don't see like the person that's curled up in a ball in the corner being like, what am I supposed to do with my life? You're seeing the like picture perfect yep. um, boyfriend 2.0. We're about to get a, <laughs> got a puppy. I'm just making up, yep. but we all know that girl, right? Yep. There's a bunch of them. There's a bunch of them. I can be one of them too. <laughs> right. And, and you will be when you want to be. Right. Okay? And you will be when you want to be, but everything happens in your own timetable. So I think like the biggest takeaway here is you're on your, you're running your own race. Yeah. You know, a lot of times people will say to me, do you look at other content and what do you want to be like? And I'm like, well, I don't want to be like anything else. I just want to be like myself. <laughs> and although I appreciate everybody's content and art that they put out there and I read a ton of books and I learn and I love to learn and I love to talk about and listen to from other people. I don't ever want to be like anybody else. I take really good um, habits that people I admire do or advice from people that have run the race that I'm trying to run and I learn from that, but I never, it, it, you know, imitate. And I think what in your email, it's like, should I be doing this? Should I be doing this? Is it enough? Yeah. The other answer, this is the day of yes, is of course it's enough what you're doing because you are, you, you should always lead with you are enough. I can't tell you how many times I tell my kids this, I tell myself this, because when you feel like you're not, you're at this like deficit inside, right? Where you're trying to not be your real authentic self. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on this? I agree with you. I think it's something that I've thought about a lot. Um, and I'm trying to balance a lot of different things. I think you're right that I love where I live in Denver. I love my job right now. Um, I have great friends. I got super lucky with friends throughout most of my life. And I dedicate a lot of time to that and family. And so, especially right now, I feel like I'm in a good place, but it is always that point of like, should I be trying to move up in my career? Should I be trying to, you know, take leadership role? Am I comfortable with where I'm at now being that individual contributor? Um, should I be trying to foster like a relationship with a partner? Is it okay that I'm just having fun and enjoying my life here now? Um, so should I be saving more money? How should I be doing this? So it's just all these things. I think it is the planning type A mentality. That's like, I always want to be doing better, but I agree with you. It's hard to be in the moment when you're constantly trying to think like that. And to be honest, I'm not taking many steps to achieve any of those things. Cause I just feel so stuck with like the stress and overwhelmingness of, whoa, that's a lot of things you probably need to figure out in the next five years. What are you going to do to take some of it on? And it's like, I don't know. So I think I'm just trying to, you know, get to the bottom of it. Maybe I need to 
get my priorities a little bit in line as to like what needs to happen or if I'm okay with just enjoying the way my life is because it's great. Well, it is great. And that's, and the fact that you recognize it and you recognize how far you've come, that's always, it's always good to do this. Like look back and be like, oh, this time, you know, two years ago, where was it? Look at where I am, right? Yep. That being said, when you look at anything in a lot of pieces, like picture a puzzle, you dump mm -hmm. a puzzle out and you're like, oh, it's over. It's, immediately you get overwhelmed. I don't care who you are, right? You just yeah. need to start. Right. So a lot of my experience as an entrepreneur has made these things kind of instinctual for me. And that's what that's what we'll talk about here. And you, there's different things that you can apply to everything that you're already doing without really changing your life. OK, that will yeah. naturally lead you to the next step. OK, so starting with the. Um, should I be settling down with a partner? If you're even thinking that, you're not ready. Okay, like I kind of agree. Like, if you like, like you're like, yeah, but I'm having so much fun. But like, if there's a but in there, like I'll tell you the day I retired from going out because like I was you, okay, and I was the first one. I mean, literally. I still light up when I see a club, okay? It's so inappropriate, I'm 48 years old, but like if I could go to live in Miami, like now if it was open, I'd be like, okay. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I love it. I love the music and I love to dance and I love it. Yeah. Okay. When I was in my mid-20s, I had just turned 25. I don't remember what it was, but there was this gradual, like when I was going out and when I was socializing and when I was doing this, I wasn't loving it as much. Okay, so I'll never forget it. It was like the night Princess Diana died in the car crash. Okay, and so that was in August, I think. And my roommate, Angela, at the time, and actually I'm having dinner with her tonight, which is so fun. Like, we're still friends. We're still very That's good awesome. friends. Um, she's like, all right, like, well, you know, there were no text messages then. It was like an old-fashioned phone call back in, like, 1997. And... It was like, okay, you know, we'll meet at, and I think it was Biba, we'll meet at Biba in Boston for a drink after work, or, or there's a dinner, are you going to go out tonight, are you going to, like, what's the plan, are we going to, like, pregame at our house, like, what are we doing? And I'm like, I'm retiring. She's like, what? I'm like, yeah, I'm just, and she's a couple years younger than I am. I'm like, yeah, I'm just, I'm retiring. She's like, what, do you, what does that even mean? I'm like, yeah, I just don't feel it anymore. The past, like, couple months I've been going out. And I'm like really rallying to go out. I'm really rallying to like, you know, keep the conversation. It became a version of, I was just kind of going through the motions, but I really wasn't enjoying it. So I started to ask myself why. This is the thing we talk about this all the time. It's like, what's your why? Are you going out now and your why is because you want to have fun and you are having fun? You've answered your question. Yeah. Okay. Your whole <laughs> question. You are always going to give yourself the best answers, Claudia. Okay, because nobody knows you the way you know you. Okay, so be comfortable with that. So I retired, retired, and she comes home and she's like, it's like, it was like the worst night ever. Princess Diana died and da da da. And I was like, okay, that must be a sign from the universe that I was not supposed to be in that bar. And yeah. I would start to meet people for dinners after that. 
So my going out late night shifted to, I'll go to, I'll meet you for dinner. So that became, you know, I became like a dinner person and that, and then it evolved. And then I ended up meeting my, you know, that my husband very shortly after that. Okay. And so I was the girl that would go on dates with people and I'd be like, yeah, this is not going to work, but we can finish dinner. Like I was just, I just, I wasn't ready. Yeah. <laughs> And then I became ready. And when I was truly ready, not because other people wanted me to be ready, not because I thought society wanted me to be ready. It was like, I was really ready. I didn't enjoy what I was normally doing anymore. So pay attention to yourself and ask yourself when it starts to get like that fatiguey feeling or you got to rally, when you got to really rally and you got to do it consistently in a row, ask yourself why. Okay. And then text me, you text me, text me at your retirement, whenever that is years from now, and be like, Joe, I retired. I retired. This was my moment. Yeah. Yeah, And it's not, and it's not like you become unfun. Like it's all evolution. I mean, I still think I'm a very fun person. If I do say so myself, it just, there's different things for different seasons. Okay. And this is just one season of your life. Okay, so do yeah. what if it's if you're enjoying yourself, you're not hurting yourself or anybody else, then there's your answer. Okay? Yeah. I love that. And I do think it is that simple. And I think it is just kind of like the pressures from others that make you feel that way, whether it's career or relationships or really where you live or anything. Um, so I agree with that. I think that's really good advice and just like listening to where you're at. And if you're comfortable with where you're at, stay there. And if you start to question it, then make a change. Um, but right now I should just kind of be content. And I think with my situation personally, with relationships and everything, since I wasn't a really long-term relationship for a long time, and then that ended about two years ago. So this whole two years has just been saying yes, having fun, like getting to know me again separately, um, as an individual. And that's been awesome. And I don't think I am done with that. So I think that's okay. And I just need to be like, let's keep doing what you're doing. You're enjoying yourself. You're happy. Um, so letting that be enough for me, I guess is the answer. So yeah, thanks for sharing that. It is enough for you. It's just not enough for other people around you. Okay. So as long as you're okay and you are really okay, you'll know. Okay. Listen to yourself. And then on the whole career front, this is really interesting. And I give this advice. Um, I was able to move in my career very quickly on a corporate level and, and keep going because I always thought of myself, and this probably is what led me to become an entrepreneur eventually, as an entrepreneur, no matter what job I was doing. So no matter what job I was doing, I started with me. I was going to do the best job. I I mean, obviously this didn't happen all the time. I mean, did we go out after work and have like a bunch of cocktails and I did not show up as my (laughs) precious self when I was 24? Sorry to my boss at the time. Yes, that did happen. (laughs) But, But overall, I always took myself very seriously. And what that means is no matter what job I was doing, whether it was working at a pizza place Okay, that, you know, when I I had a job like that or when I was working a catering for my parents catering company because they needed somebody called in and they needed me to go in and I was a professional and they're like, yeah, we don't care. Put your black skirt and your white shirt on and show up. And you do that when you're like a Greek person that whose parents own a restaurant. 
And um, I always took whatever I was doing and I wanted to be excellent in what I was doing. And I never saw any job as beneath me. So that served me really, really well because I was able to organically grow. I went from being a sales rep to being a sales manager. And then when I went back to the company, I went to being, um, uh, they would call them then major accounts. I'm sure that there's some other, they were like national accounts. So I was able to grow because I treated every deal like it was coming to me. Okay. And I was like, well, if this was my company, I would want everybody working for my company to feel like that. So I would, I don't know if it was because my parents are entrepreneurs and I watched my mother, you know, work really, really, really hard. She still is in her business every day. She is her brand. She is her business. Um, it was just like, always do your best in no matter what job you're doing. And the next step will be revealed to you. And it's yeah. also important to do something that you're not asked. I think a lot of times we get stuck in our roles and we're in the, what I like to call the comparison game. Well, why am I staying late when that person is like leaving and then gets all the accolades from the boss? But stop worrying about other people. Claudia, stop worrying about everybody else. Just worry about yourself. If you know that you are doing like, Picture that you own the company and you are an employee of yourself, okay? How would you make those decisions then? You would always take into account what's best first. You would always put your best foot forward, always, yeah. right? Yeah. So no matter what job you're doing, and I would do this when I owned and operated my very high volume pizza place for seven years on Northeastern's campus, I would pull up, you know, and my nice car and park in the front and I would still wear like, you know, a relatively cute outfit, like still like jeans and a t I made everybody wear like what I wanted to wear. That's the good part about being the owner. <laughs> I love everybody that. was like in a black t-shirt and jeans and in the winter. And, and I remember thinking, I need to know how to do every single thing in here from, and they need to see me do it. I need to sweep the floor sometimes, I need to cut the pizzas, I need to make the dough. I need to know, even if those weren't my jobs as the owner operator, I took every single job in that business and I learned it and I could see that the people that were really taking pride in their work really cared, okay? And, I, and those people were able to grow very, very fast and, and get uh, promoted within my own organization. And you just have, you know, do the right thing when nobody's watching. That, that's it, okay? Because you're doing it for yourself. And if you have that kind of thought process of, well, I'm not gonna do this because my boss doesn't appreciate it. You're not doing it for your boss. Your boss is not gonna be your boss forever. You might be your boss's boss. Yeah. Okay, because you never know who's watching you never know who you're going to meet. Uh, if you're in a client facing job, let's say you're on a call and you're in a client facing job with your boss and your boss maybe doesn't really value what you're doing or what you're saying, but you have that self-respect and you handle your situation and you handle yourself really well. And you have that kind of overall experience and the client sees you and offers you a job. 
Okay, people are always looking for the people they want to be part of whatever they're doing. So the best version of yourself in everything that you do and start with your work. And when you can do the extra thing that's gonna benefit somebody else, and it's not gonna be a detriment to you, I'm not saying push yourself aside, do it, you know, and yeah. and do it without people asking. And you're gonna be a star in every career and, and every be a star in every job that you have because you are the star of your own life. Yeah. You know, and you're just going to be happier and don't, you don't even need to tell people you're doing it. It's enough that you know. Yeah. And I agree with that. And I think I got really lucky with my first job right out of school. And I've been there since I graduated, which I think is rare, especially for someone at my age. So I think I got lucky with that. But what I do love about it is you can really be that entrepreneur. It's a sales role, an outside sales role where you're really taking, I have two clients that I work with primarily and they're like my clients and like my book of business basically that I can form and mold in any way I want. So I think I'm really driven by that. And I think that's why I want to continue pursuing it to continue like making changes, adding value and seeing how creative I can get within my little area. And that's like my own version of entrepreneurship, I think right now. And then if I do see that maybe I've maxed out that opportunity or I've just, it's getting repetitive or whatever that might look like, then I could look for a new role. But I think that's good advice to take on because it is scary to consider looking for a new opportunity. You're like, I'm really good at this. And it's not even something I thought I'd want to do. You know, I didn't know what I wanted to do after school. I don't know if many business majors know. Um, but yeah, so right after school, I just fell into it and now I'm like, oh, I'm really good at this, but making that next step. I think those are key fundamentals to keep in mind. I do go somewhere else. You can still have, you know, you're always trying your best. You're always working your hardest. Um, you're doing the little things when no one's watching, which makes you excel wherever you're at. So I like that takeaway too. It makes it seem less intimidating if I were to want to make a change in the future. Yeah. And you just be exceptional because you are exceptional, right? Because you are by nature a go-getter you are by nature a a person that connects with other people and wants to bring value right so you are doing all those things right so you already are exceptional so be exceptional in every exchange that you have right and and hold i always held myself to that high standard because i knew that i was beyond representing the company it was me that people were buying from yeah right because I'm sure what you're selling, other people might sell that too, right? Oh, yeah. Right. But people <laughs> buy from people and they don't really remember as much what people say, but they remember how you make them feel. So walking away from an exchange in life or in business or anything, just the example that I used earlier when we were talking about when I was talking to my marketing company, I wasn't really proud of the way I communicated that. And I'm like, okay, even though, I, I was not exceptional, okay? Yeah. But knowing, knowing when you're not is almost as important as being exceptional because that, that's the awareness and recognizing and that's where you're going to grow because you're human, right? So you don't want to also hold yourself to this like crazy, ridiculous standard where you're always like on, 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 on. There has to be an ebb and a flow so you can, you know, like a dolphin, like you get your air and then you go underneath, you know, like there yeah. has to be, maybe the dolphin analogy is not a great analogy, but <laughs> it's like, 
it's it's like when you not everything runs at exactly a cruise control rate all the time life has little divots it has spikes it has valleys it has all of these things and to give yourself that kind of ebb and flow to be um gumby like with it and roll with it and be able to shake off something that didn't go your way because also the 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 good side about being type a and all of this stuff is everything you've achieved but the yeah. other piece that nobody talks about is that whole self-deprecation why did I do that beat yourself up piece? Do you have that? Oh, yes. <laughs> I have that very badly. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like you let it go because you're thinking, how did I do that? Why did I do that? Why did I do that? Right? Yeah. And then you're always trying to like, be like, how could I, how could I have done it better? Why could I have done it better? Or are you just going to keep doing that? And then sometimes, yeah, I do feel myself like, even if I make a conscious effort to make a different decision, I'll just go right back to where I started. And I was like, oh, once again, <laughs> it's happening. But yeah, I think it's hard, especially when you are a planner and you're always wanting to, I think a lot of why I plan, you know, different like events for friends or like clients or anything really is to fill other people with like energy and excitement and like want them to be there. And so I'm always so worried once I do that, it's like, is everyone having a good time? Are we all happy? Are we all doing this? And it's like, I'm like puppeting the whole event. And it's just like, no one even probably cares. Like everyone's just here. <laughs> it's just like, relax. <laughs> so just something I try to think about too, to make it a little bit less of a worry. Cause at the end of the day, you know, everyone's just living their own life, thinking about what they can do and improve on too. So. Exactly. And I'm going to tell you the, one of the best pieces of advice I've ever received was from my best friend. And I think this is applicable to exactly what you're saying. She said, Joe, there's no amount of worry in the world that will change the outcome. And I was like that simple statement. And she's like, you just, you're just expending energy on something that you can't control anyway. And I was like, and I, I, she's probably said it to me 1,000 times. We've been friends for a long time. But it was yeah. like one day, the light bulb just went on. And I'm like, yeah, not only is she right, but I actually get it. And when I catch myself in those patterns of worrying, mm -hmm. worry never changes anything. It, it actually just creates more stress and resistance. I will consciously say to myself, there's no point in worrying about this because it's going to be what it is going to be. I know that I have prepared just like you, you are prepared. You check, you dot your I's, you cross your T's, you do the work, you do the legwork, you do all that. If you've done that, there's nothing to worry about ever. Okay. When you haven't done that, and <laughs> that makes me stressed, <laughs> but I agree. <laughs> I have, as you know, two teenage daughters, one that just applied uh, to college and one that's applying this year. And I had said to one of them before she went in to take her ACT and the SAT, I said, you've done the work. You've prepared, you've done, you've, you've logged the miles. You've done the work. The result will be whatever it is now. You have to let it go and stop worrying about it because it's gonna paralyze you, right? So 
if you're planning an event for a friend or a client and you're sitting there at the actual event and you're worried if they're having a good time, what that does is it depletes your own energy. Yeah, it does. Okay. So that's a good thing to talk about. It's like you're always putting other people before yourself, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Right? Because you feel like if you make somebody else happy and they have a great experience, that's your kryptonite. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, like, to a right? T. <laughs> to a T. Well, I know. I get it because I, I, I have it. I have, I, yeah. I have the same traits, so I get it. I mean, I have a whole channel on this on how I can help other people. <laughs> you know, it's true. And I think, I think that is, and it's interesting to me because um, even this was last night, I planned a dinner for me and five of my friends and I had a really hard day yesterday. And then I was, we were coming up to the dinner and they were like, are you sure you even want to go to this dinner? It feels like you've had a hard day. And I was like, yes, we're doing the dinner. I'm excited about it. I want to see everybody. And then it is like during the dinner, everyone's having a nice time, enjoying each other's company. And it's like some part of you created that experience for everybody. And it did make me feel better, but should I have taken that time for myself? Probably. And so it's kind of that balance of understanding, you know, what do you need? And then how much do you want to give before you're just sitting there exactly what you said, just kind of blank, like happy everyone's having a good time. Like I'm still kind of distracted and not super present. So being like, if you're going to commit to it, be in the moment and do it. Right. And, and that goes back to your why you have to ask yourself why you're doing it. And let's go back a little bit and talk about people pleasing. When we come out of the womb, okay, all of us, and especially women, and I want to say 99.9% .9 of all the women I know, yeah. They just want to please. They, 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 they don't want to ruffle feathers. They want to please. They want it to be okay. They want to make other people feel good. Because by nature, we are nurturers, mm -hmm. right? We're there. We nurture. We take care of things, okay? We're, our bodies are designed to have other humans. And, yeah. and when that human comes out, that human depends on you for absolutely, for its existence, okay? So we are by nature caregivers and we want to please and we want to make everybody happy and we want to be told no matter how much we deny it that we do a great job. Mm -hmm. Right? A hundred percent. My words of affirmation person too. So it makes it extra tough. <laughs> like tell me I'm doing good. <laughs> right? So guess what? You can hire a different person for that job and it's you. You need to be your own biggest fan. Okay, and you, if you make yourself your own biggest fan, and I'm not saying walk around with narcissistic, you know, <laughs> traits, but putting yourself first means you're being your own biggest fan because there is no one more important in this life for you than you. And I say that as a mother of two children, a daughter, a sister, a friend, uh, a cousin, uh, a business, like I, the list goes on and on. And I didn't learn this, Claudia, until I got diagnosed with cancer. It was the only time in my life that I knew that it was, a, it became a life or death situation. Yeah. Okay. Right. So I'm here to tell you, do not wait for something dramatic. Practice it on the little things. Like the dinner last night is a great example. Okay. Um, because it's the stakes are very low. Yeah. Right. Like 
you know, when we talk about, it, I say, well, if, if you make a decision to not do something, is somebody going to die? Like, <laughs> if you're a surgeon and you're not going to go operate, like, please go operate. Okay. But my point is you have to assess the situation and see the severity because in your mind, that dinner had become this thing, this bigger thing, this obligation, this, all these people were counting on you. You're the person they counted on and you are not counting on yourself. You're putting yourself aside for the greater good of something that's not a greater good kind of situation, right? I'm not saying like if somebody doesn't have something to eat, don't give them half your sandwich. Of course, okay? But you also still need to keep half for yourself. Okay, you need to feed yourself. So there's a there's a balance and I think your 20s are a great time to start putting these things into practical practice because your life is never going to be as simple as it is today. It's always going to grow and, and your jobs will get bigger and your roles will get bigger and your relationships will get more developed and, 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 and your responsibilities will grow. So practicing on things like I put together this dinner, I had a really hard time. And actually you and I spoke yesterday and you were like, so you were like your bubbly, awesome self. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's part of the issue. I think it's hard for me if I have something going on, it's so easy for me to like shut it off, to switch gears and to try to, it's the people pleasing thing again, to try to, you know, and it makes me feel better truly. Cause I'm like, okay, now I'm distracted, not thinking about what I was wrong and thinking about how I'm now gonna go see my friends and how I'm gonna do this experience. And it's all a great opportunity. And I don't wanna ruin that because I've had this day, but I think it's also a fear of just, opening up in general, like it's okay not to be perfect all the time. It's okay to have a bad day. And that's what I need to remind myself too. Cause like in my mind it's wrong and it's not, not um, but it's hard for me to share that with people. Cause I, I want to be that like positive bubbly energy of like always, I don't want you to see me any different. So then when I expose that, I'm like, Oh no, you know, it just, it makes me a little vulnerable. I think. Yeah. And, and being vulnerable is, is scary. Okay. Yeah. I'm not used to it. I mean, I've gone from zero vulnerability to like, that's all I am is vulnerable. And I think what's really interesting is you don't need to wait for a crisis to become this way. And if we go back and we break down what happened yesterday in your day, because this is a great example. So you had a hard day, that's human, of course, it's very hard, but you turned it on for me, you turned it on for your friends. And what happened is, I'm not saying hold on to your bad day, I'm all about movement and as you know and move forward, but. Taking the time that you need to process what's happened and then yeah. to park it, to put it away and move on from it is different than muscling through it for other people. You need to be the other person yourself. Okay, so making yourself a priority, and I think you actually write that in your email. So the dialogue and the conversation you have with yourself Okay, you have to first allow yourself, Claudia, to be vulnerable with yourself. That's the missing link here. Okay, that's the link. It's not, you can never be vulnerable with anybody else if you're constantly on that movie where, okay, you're gonna get through because you're gonna, you're gonna turn it on, you're gonna, yeah. You, Cause you, right now, all of these things are teaching you to survive a situation, but not thrive in one. And there's a difference. Right. There's resilience yeah. and then there's healthy resilience. And this doesn't mean that the dinner shouldn't have happened or the call. Would, 
But in between those times when you're moving through something that's difficult, you need to build in just like you did and you made a call with me a priority and you made dinner a priority, you need to build in some quiet space for yourself to process what's happened. And if you do that, you're not going to build up all of these situations because a bad day is a bad day. But if you have a, enough of them built up that you haven't resolved, then it turns into stress, anxiety, um, disease. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go there to say that that's exactly what happened to me. I had yeah. put so much pressure on myself to uphold this image that I knew deep down wasn't fulfilling me. Yeah. I was fulfilling everybody else's life in my life, but not my own. Yeah. So practice it when the stakes are low. The stakes are really low right now. There's, I completely agree. And this might be an elementary question, but what do you do in that personal time when you're like trying to get through it and be vulnerable with yourself? Because I think that's an area where I could improve because I could like, I can drive around and talk to myself in the car about the whole situation for like two hours, you know? And I don't know if that necessarily helps or it got me anywhere. I could try to meditate. I could try to write things down. I don't know. Like, I just, I'm just curious, like, what do you do to try to process them? Um, whether it's big or small, like just issues. Yeah, that's a, that's an amazing question and it's not elementary. And sometimes the simpler <laughs> questions are the best questions. What I do is I immediately forgive myself. Okay. And that could mean I forgive myself for the way I'm feeling about a situation. Okay. I can forgive myself for a mistake I've made. I didn't forgive myself for a very long time. I was really hard on myself. And you're really hard on yourself. I can tell, right? <laughs> yes. So, so, And you don't need to try to do it. And you don't need to create even a space. You just need to picture what I what helps me and everybody's different. But I picture myself younger. I picture myself like a little kid. Okay. And People make mistakes when they're, you know, their whole life. But when they're your little kid, the mistakes are like easier to forgive, right? Because you're little, you yeah. didn't know better, right? Mm -hmm. And then when does the forgiveness like system stop? Like somebody just voted that like, like from, from like some point to now, like you, you stop, okay, you've made all enough mistakes and now you have to be perfect for the rest of your life. Like who made that rule? I don't know. <laughs> who decided that? Because I know that like, that's how I viewed myself. Like I always had to be, I held myself to a standard that was not human, yeah. right? Because humans make mistakes. And I got, so what I do is I start with forgiving myself. And if I struggle to forgive myself because that voice in your head will be like, yeah, I wanna replay that again. I wanna replay that again. I wanna replay that again. I wanna remind myself that I'm here to learn. I always say that I'm here to learn. So if you keep seeing the same thing pop up in your life, it's because you haven't learned the lesson yet. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. I bet you, you do see a different yes. version of the same thing, right? Yep. hundred percent. Yeah. So it's really interesting because I caught this the other day. I caught this exactly the other day when it happened. I had like, a kind of heated exchange with um, one of my sisters and we were on we were on polar opposite like planets I think at the time of the talk and she felt very passionately about what she was saying and I felt very passionately about what I was saying and 
I knew that I wasn't there. What I had done in the past is I would try to convince her of my side, right? And I realized very quickly into the conversation, maybe two minutes in, it felt like an hour, but maybe two minutes in, that I was not there. This lesson kept coming up. That I was just going to sit and let her feel the way she was going to feel and that it was not my job to make her feel differently. And I, you know, immediately when I got in the car, I had to decompress and I, I forgave myself for even taking that road again. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm not here to be perfect. And I, you know, and I acknowledged the mistakes that I had made. And I just said, I hope I can learn from these. So when it comes up again, I don't even go down that road. And I decompressed and I didn't, and it took me like a couple of hours to decompress. And I know I was supposed to, I was supposed to do something. I can't remember what I was supposed to do, but I was supposed to like call a friend that was like, okay, I only have time on Sunday and she works full time. She's got two little kids. And I was supposed to call her after. I was not ready to have that conversation. And the Joe of four years ago would never have missed that call. I would have picked myself up from my bootstraps and like shown up for her. And I just knew that I needed some more time to process that exchange that I had had with my sister because it was so emotional and it like hit a chord for me. And it, yeah. and to watch her, and she's much younger than I am, and the, the chord it struck for her. And it was just like almost like just too traumatic. Yeah. So I forgave myself and I knew I didn't have any emotional capacity. And by default, I am a mother, right? So I have to, at some point, even if I don't want to be, be some level of on for my girls. But I've even said to my girls, you know what? I just, I had a tough exchange. I had a, I had a situation today. And unless like you really need me for something that's super time sensitive, I'm taking a break. I mean, I can do that because my kids are 19 and almost 17. But, you know, I did. I, I gave myself a break. I forgave myself and I took a pause. So this is how you handle that. You forgive yourself and you hit the pause button. Yeah. Okay. And you just need to pause and you don't need to explain. You, you don't have children. Okay. You don't really need to explain to anybody why you're doing that. Another thing that we have in people pleasing and wanting to be right is we overshare why we're not doing something is we don't want to disappoint the other person. Sometimes you just have to say, I can't make it. And that's enough. Okay. And have, give yourself like, picture yourself as a person you admire, right? You should admire yourself, but let's say you have your best friend or somebody you really look up to, you really admire and would you ever, of course you would forgive them if they did exactly what you had done that you can't forgive yourself, right? Right, and yeah. And you say to them, oh my God, take a break, relax. It's no big deal. Yeah. So there's no more important message and talk than the talk you tell yourself. And we are harder on ourselves than we are on anybody else, okay? You have to be like your own it girl, right? So 
you are, everything you need is already inside of you. You just got to pull it out. Yeah. I completely agree. I love that advice. I think it does start with forgiving yourself, which is something that's extremely hard to do because I do the same thing. I'm just going to run it back in my brain 10 different times. And then it will still be the exact same thing that I said, or, and until it's resolved, I like, can't even think about myself and forgive myself because it needs to be resolved in the other person's eyes, but I can forgive myself and see it in my eyes differently. And then, yeah, take time. I think self-reflection is just so hard. I think I do always want to be like on the move and growing and learning and everything like that. And I'm missing kind of the key fundamental there of like, well, if you're not thinking about it for yourself and you're taking that time for you, um, then you're never going to get anywhere. And I, it's funny, I'll go to dinners and happy hours with my friends and they'll talk to me for like three hours and they'll be like, you're such a good listener. You have the best advice from high school, college and on. And then it's like, why don't you share anything? Like, why don't you take other people's advice? Why don't you listen? Like, why don't you, you know, like, so I do think that I need to kind of accept and like forgive myself and then share more openly with others the way that they feel comfortable sharing with me and like give that back. And I think I'll learn a lot from it as opposed to just like thinking I have all the answers. I obviously don't. No, no one has all the answers. And the fact that you're even here, okay, and you're being so open and vulnerable, like all the things you think you're not, you are. You're already doing all those things. So a huge, amazing congratulations, okay, right there. And I always start with a couple of people that I really admire and I love deeply, that I know have my best interest in heart. And those are my, I think having those checkpoints and those references and those people you can literally say anything to. And for me, I have two of those people in my life. Um, one, uh, I write about them in my book. One is just my, my best friend that I made as a mom. And the other one is a friend of mine from middle school that we reconnected as adults. And those people for me were really like, they could really see me, Claudia, because I think because I had put up this front um, and this image for so long around all my other very beautiful and rich relationships as well, that I was the go-to person. So when the go-to person goes down, nobody knows they're like, oh shit, you're going down? What does that mean? Like, so it was this weird feeling, but those two people really didn't say to me, you know what to do. You know, they, they said to me, well, this is really hard. Okay. And they, they, they could see that I didn't know what to do. And I was open about that. And you, again, you don't need to wait for some traumatic experience to be like, I don't know. It's a very liberating feeling when you can say, yeah, I have no idea. I have to think about that. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, you're not supposed to know everything. We're all here to learn. Uh, you know, our time here on this earth is to learn the lessons we're here to learn. Okay. Yeah. And when you're the person who has it all figured out, that's great because that means you're giving a lot of energy to a lot of people, but you have to also replenish yourself. You got to recharge your own battery. And I had not recharged my own battery. I could toggle between, you know, you know, work stuff and then I could go right to a dinner. I could sit with my ex-husband and I could go through all of like business stuff that he wanted to talk. I could 
go to my and I would go from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing because I didn't want to be in my own thing. Yeah. Okay. That's the truth. That's probably me. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. be in your own thing step by step. And again, you don't need to have this all figured out in one day. When this is a process, enjoy the process. Pick one time this week coming up, right? Where you're going to get uncomfortable, right? It's an uncomfortable thing. And you're like, oh, I don't typically do this and do it. Okay. Like say to somebody something that you normally would be out of your comfort zone because it reveals your true self. Because like I see you and I see all of your benefits, Claudia, and I see all of your energy and I see all that. But there's a whole other Claudia in there that's even deeper, even more caring, even what, and she needs to be there for herself first. Yeah. Like I, I think there's a chapter see. right now called the Joe inside. Yeah, the Joe inside. <laughs> it was like the me that I always knew was there that I was suppressing so I could hide in, in, in front of this persona. Yeah, I think that's so true. And I think it's a huge part of just figuring out who you are. And I think I have a really good idea. And I think if you asked my friends if I knew who I was, they'd be like, yes, like she's got it together. But in reality, I, I really related to what you said earlier about your friends or you seeing yourself. And sometimes I'm like, yeah, I have a few people in my life that really understand me and see me because I've chosen to allow them to see me. Um, but then the others are more superficial relationships and like, they might feel super close to me, but because I haven't shared, like, I don't feel like that connection as much, but also treat you like you're the most important person in the world, you know? And so I do think it just kind of, I think it even dates back to like forgiving yourself, accepting yourself, and then sharing yourself, um, and being okay, not to be okay, being okay to, um, you know, just express yourself and have others help you. Like, you think there's nothing wrong with that. And for some reason, for me, that's like a hard thing for me to figure out with this like independent, crazy mindset I've got going on. So I think it's, I think it's great. You can be independent and still receive help. You yeah. can be vulnerable and still be strong. You can be uh, inquisitive and still be quiet, okay? It's not like you have to pick, okay? It's just that you can't be all of these things at exactly the same time. Yeah. And there's a different time for all of these things. And allow yourself to just be who you are because, you know, and we'll end on this, like, because you are enough. You are more than enough. I mean, I was, I, I, I'm like, oh, you're amazing. You're amazing. Okay. But just be amazing to yourself because I see that little piece that is that you're and you don't have to try to develop it you just have to be kind to yourself that's all start yeah. there start there you know like be like you know i'm gonna be nicer to claudia than i'm gonna be to anybody else today start there. i love that <laughs>